This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Purple. It's the first news dump of the new year, so let's start out the episode with some good old-fashioned entertainment news before we get into the just a plethora of other topics. Uh, it, it looks like nearly two years after the video was released on a scared and captive audience, Gal Gadot is finally acknowledging the disdain for her Imagine music video, where she, along with a handful of her celebrity friends, attempted to bring the world together and let everyone know that they were doing just fine at the start of this seemingly never-ending pandemic. And they did so by singing along to the famous John Lennon song uh, inside their very spacious homes, while a majority of people were stuck inside less than ideal living quarters alongside family members or roommates, only emerging once a day in order to bang pots together as a short-lived sign of gratitude for our healthcare workers. It feels so long ago. Has it really been two years already? Yes. Time does fly while also not moving at all, seemingly. That almost makes me want to sing. <laughs> Imagine there's no end. No, I'm not going to do it. I wouldn't no. do you like that. No. Not like this woman. <laughs> Gal Gadot. Yeah. And yeah, now that enough time has passed, Gadot has finally acknowledged that while her intentions were good, she obviously understands that the video was poorly received and was pretty tone deaf, both emotionally and sonically. In a recent interview with Vanity Fair, the writer of the piece brings up the infamous viral video, saying, It's certainly hard to make it through the awful off-key two-minute video, damn, which features an array of head-scratching performances from the likes of Wig, Sarah Silverman, Natalie Portman, and Will Ferrell, as well as a few real singers such as Sia and Nora Jones. And the timing was certainly off. People were feeling desperate, scared, and in need of resources, not celebrities cooing at them from their luxurious environs. When I bring it up with Gadot, she doesn't apologize. Quote, Sometimes, you know, you try to do a good okay, deed, Elliot. and it's just not the right good deed. Yeah. She says with a smile and a shrug, I had nothing but good intent. I had nothing but good intentions that came from the best place, and I just wanted to send light and love to the world. I started with a few friends, then I spoke to Kristen Wiig. Kristen is like the mayor of Hollywood. She laughs. Everyone loves her, and she brought a bunch of people to the game. But yeah, I started it, and I can only say that I meant to do something good and pure, and it didn't transcend. But this is all Kristen Wiig's fault. I wouldn't have done it if it weren't for Kristen. Just, she really just brought you know. the people together. Yeah. It was like, we are the world. <sighs> it was this generation's uh, we are the world. Wow. Yeah. What and a downgrade. just like everything else, every, it's bad. The, that's, the, that's the real like benchmark of uh, a civilization in decline. It's a great benchmark for the pandemic as a whole. Yeah. What would they sing now? I have no fucking idea. I don't so want to work. Sorry for party rocking. Yeah. I think that would probably be the song right now. Everyone's just like partying on New Year's and it's just like, look, I'm sorry. We've been through a lot. No, it would be uh, Dead Kennedy's Kill the Poor. <laughs> kill, 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 kill the poor. Kill, 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 kill the poor. At least people would have been kill, like, kill, 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 kill the poor. You know what? They're tonight. being honest. <laughs> they should get a all just a bunch of celebrities just yeah. doing Kill the Poor. I agree. I think at least that would be funny. That'd be more honest yes. about what's happening right now. But yeah, she kind of threw Kristen Wiig under the bus a little bit there. But the entire thing is just kind of hilarious in retrospect, especially since we are still very clearly dealing with the pandemic two years later. Uh, and the, this video, it was released just days after the initial lockdown. Yeah, yeah. it's it's funny think, thinking back to that early, early pandemic where it's just like no one knows what's going on. We're all kind of scared, it's very nervous. Scary. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, they say it might be over in a week. And like other people, me, are like, there's no fucking way this is Well, even be back then, I remember specifically back then, like week one being kind of 
I didn't want to be a dick to my wife, but I wanted to be like truthful and honest and be like, mm-hmm. this is probably going to last at least through the summer. Yeah. And that felt like that felt like I was being like overly cautious. It was obvious to me when I saw that China was using its vast Chinese autocratic power to build like hundreds of new hospitals in record time. And I was like, well, if China's doing that, it's probably pretty bad. And also that's something that would never happen in this country for obvious reasons Mm -hmm. due to our political system, our economic system, and just people uh, not wanting to fucking do it. Being people being uh, like angrily opposed to it for reasons I can't begin to imagine. Yeah. So when, when I saw that happening, I was like, oh, this is fucked. Yeah, but I guess it is only fitting that uh, Gadot and Wig were also responsible for one of the worst movie releases of the COVID era, COVID era as well. Yeah. Uh, Wonder they, Woman 1984. They uh, sabotaged Wonder Woman to make people forget about the Imagine video. Yeah, they were like, well, we have to do something worse than that video to, uh, yeah. to fix this. So let's release Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, after Wonder Woman, Imagine, not so bad, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of look back with it. I think it's kind of nice. It's probably my favorite Gal Gadot, Kristen Wiig collaboration. <laughs> Easily. But uh, yeah, in other, and by the way, she did do, a, she's she's like knocking out the Christmas stinkers. Uh, there was that one that came out on Netflix. It was a Her, The Rock, and Ryan Reynolds. And it wasn't like, it wasn't as Red bad as- notice? Yeah, it wasn't as bad as Wonder Woman because I had hoped- for a lot more with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but it was just a, a standard bad action heist movie. Yeah. Um, but it knew what it was. Yeah. And it, that was that. It's Deadpool, Hobbs, and Wonder Woman. Dude, I watched Free Guy as well over the break because I had a lot of time to kill. And look, I loved Deadpool. I like Ryan Reynolds, but like it's just the same playing, character. He's just every playing Deadpool time. and everything. Now, I don't so. remember a second of Free Guy outside of the first like five minutes when you're like, "Wow, this is what the metaverse is going to be like." Anyways, uh, in other weird movie news, we have an update on the very strange, very public feud between Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who apparently hate each other's guts. And we've covered this plenty in the past, so we're not going to bore you with all of the details. But when we last left these two, Vin Diesel had posted that hilariously (laughs) warped photo or photoshopped photo uh, or just shot at a weird angle. Uh, that appeared to show him as far bigger than The Rock. <laughs> like, uh-huh. it's standing bigger yeah. both in size and stature than The Rock and included a pretty backhanded uh, caption that seemed to try and guilt trip Johnson into returning to the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, that post read in part... Yeah, this, this is a masterwork of, like... Uh, manipulation. Emotional manipulation. Yeah. This is, like... This is some... Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't use the word gaslighting. That gets overused a lot. But, yeah, this is this is a man who has mastered the craft of manipulating and as those you see, Johnson him. calls him out for it too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, here's here's that original poster, parts of it. Little brother Dwayne, the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There's not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes, but the time has come. Legacy awaits. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. Do it for my children. Anyway, The Rock has finally responded to that request, and uh, he was not so warm and receptive as Vin Diesel may have hoped. Mm -hmm. When the topic was brought up during a recent interview with CNN, The Rock responded. I was very surprised by Vin's recent post. This past June, when Vin and I actually connected, not over social media, I told him directly and privately 
that I would not be returning to the franchise. I was firm yet cordial with my words and said that I would always be supportive of the cast and always root for the franchise to be successful, but that there was no chance I would return. <laughs> I privately spoke with my partners at Universal as well, all of whom were very supportive as they understand the problem. He literally told Vin Diesel that he did not want to do it and then immediately, seemingly immediately, because this happened like last year, mm -hmm. uh, Vin Diesel goes to Instagram and is like, wheels out this like pity party for him and then like everyone goes as if there's the some kind of page, yeah, yeah as if there's some kind of chance that they can change the rock's mind or that he didn't have his mind made up at all yeah that's um, uh huh yeah uh, he continued vin's recent public post was an example of his manipulation i didn't like that he brought up his children in the post yep. as well as paul walker's death uh yeah <laughs> leave them out of it we had spoken months ago about this and came to a clear understanding my goal all along was to end my amazing journey with this incredible Fast and Furious franchise with gratitude and grace. It's unfortunate that this public dialogue has muddied the waters. Regardless, I'm confident in the Fast universe and its ability to consistently deliver for the audience. And I truly wish my former co-stars and crew members the best of luck and success in the next chapter. So yeah, from where we're standing, seems pretty obvious that Dwayne is trying to be the bigger man here, both literally and figuratively. And his intentions and explanations seem the most truthful and genuine. Um, having, between the two of us, interviewed both of them, I tend to agree with uh, The Rock's take on this and believe him. Um, Vin Diesel's a weirdo. He's a very strange man. Yes, as evidenced by literally what was just talked about. Yeah. Like, that's not something that uh, a person that you would want to work with no. does. It's manipulative. Yes. Uh, I like how too like it, he in his statement he said it's an example of his manipulation as if I'm I'm sure there are plenty of stories in private uh, of Vin Diesel doing this yeah. like throughout it's basically like, through just Universal like, or you see why I uh, why I don't really want to do this anymore yeah but uh, yeah there's no telling where the feud goes from here uh, no posts from Vin yet outside of uh, it's just him being like Happy New Year so he hasn't responded directly to this but uh, yeah it does seem like Vin Diesel is fine with awkwardly dragging this behind-the-scenes drama into the public eye, so a response from him eventually is certainly not out of the question. That's so stupid. <laughs> I told you, Vin. No! All right, but the internet really wants you in the movie. Come on. Yeah. In other not very surprising entertainment news, last year was a pretty weird year for movies because of uh, the whole pandemic thing mm -hmm. and it appeared to be pretty difficult to get people to check out new releases of films when they weren't already familiar with them add to that the justifiable hesitancy to venture back out to theaters unless it was for something you knew was going to be worthwhile and it should come as no surprise that marvel uh, just completely dominated the box office last year which in and of itself is not strange but the amount at which it dominated everything else is noteworthy yeah according to the rap in 2021, Marvel films accounted for 30% of total domestic box office earnings. Alone, Spider-Man No Way Home accounts for 12% of the $4.45 billion overall domestic total in 2021. When Spider-Man No Way Home is combined with the four other Marvel films that came out this past year, including Sony's non-MCU title Venom Let There Be Carnage, the franchise's share of the domestic market soars to 30%, higher than the market share for any studio in 2021. The people like the slop. By comparison, in 2018, the year that Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther came out, Marvel films accounted for around 18% of the overall domestic total. Now, obviously, it's going to be hard to beat 
a Spider-Man film, but this year is setting up to be yet another massive year for Marvel, barring any further delays, which it's looking like uh, Black Panther 2, I would assume that that's going to be delayed. They cannot stop running into problems problems on set. Um, But we do have uh, the Doctor Strange sequel that's coming out in May. Thor Love and Thunder, which I'm very excited about. That's in July. Uh, And then Black Panther 2 is supposed to come out in November, but uh, yeah. Uh, Still, we're we're just a little more excited for the DC side of things this year, thanks entirely to the new Batman film starring Robert Pattinson, which... uh, I've got this. Is I don't usually watch trailers, but I made an exception for this one, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I looks got, fun. I got I'm pumped for it. Yeah. I, I was I was like, this looks fucking awesome, actually. <laughs> Shit, god damn it, damn it, Batman! I can't quit you. You've done it again. I don't <laughs> care how many movies you make. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of things that we're looking forward to, one thing that wasn't really on our radar until the trailer was released this week was a new miniseries from Hulu that looks back at the relationship between Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee. Motley Crue, and of course their uh, infamous sex tape that was released in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Now, you may or may not be aware of the story behind the release of that sex tape. Hell, if you're any younger than us, you may not have ever even seen it. Yeah, well, I don't want to watch these olds have sex. I'll just say this. A man drives a boat with his dick. And it's large. It's a big baby arm he's got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the story of how that sex tape was acquired and distributed and just caused chaos to everyone involved is pretty fascinating. Uh, this was well before the era of laws for stuff like revenge porn um, it was literally the like beginning of internet sex like, tape wow it's, yeah Dis- yeah distribution on the internet and uh, the probably the biggest celebrity sex tape mm. of all time so you can just film yourself fucking and there it is yeah, yeah. but uh yeah now, now there's a dramatized version of the story that goes into the details uh this is from the director of i tanya and with a surprisingly great ca- cast that includes uh nick offerman seth rogan Lily James and Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee. Yeah, and he's great casting. It's awesome. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. Uh, so here's a bit more about it from the official synopsis. Set in the Wild West early days of the internet, Pam and Tommy is based on the incredible true story of the Pamela Anderson, played by Lily James, and Tommy Lee, played by Sebastian Stan's sex tape. Stolen from the couple's home by a disgruntled contractor, the video went from underground bootleg VHS curiosity to full-blown global sensation when it hit the web in 1997. A love story, crime caper, and cautionary tale rolled into one. The eight-part original limited series explores the intersection of privacy, technology, and celebrity, tracing the origins of our current reality TV era to a stolen tape seen by millions, but meant to have an audience of just two. Um, So yeah, the original story here is like, Tommy Lee had some work done, contractor or electrician or something on his house, and like didn't pay the hey, guy. He stiffed the guy. Yeah, and then the guy was like, well, I know where he keeps a, a safe. He didn't even know it was in the safe. He's just like, I know where the guy keeps the safe, and it's really easy to get to. Yeah. I'm just going to wheel it out of there and deal with the rest later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the series will premiere on Hulu on February 2nd, so really soon, and it, and it looks great. Another thing to look forward to this year, we're getting a brand new Beavis and Butthead movie. Yep. Brand new Beavis and Butthead movie. This was the this was actually first announced with the initial wave of Paramount Plus marketing, but it looks like progress is being made. And while there isn't an official release date yet, it is confirmed for 2022 by Mike Judge himself, who posted an update to Twitter alongside some art from the project. Beavis and Butthead will be returning this year with a brand new movie and more on Paramount Plus. No exact date yet, but uh, soon. They need some time to get back into shape. And uh, yeah, there they are, looking old as hell. So seems like these Paramount Plus projects are finally allowing characters like these to age accurately. As yeah, they're weird like, as that is. That's their 
The only streaming service that allows cartoons to age. Well, they, yeah, they did it with South Park too. It's like when yeah. you take the, you know, the constraints of having it be canonical with the standard show, mm -hmm. they can do whatever. And in a lot of cases, the funniest thing to do is show what they would be like when they grow up. I want to know what happens to the Muppet Babies when they grow up. We will never know the answer yeah, to that. Yeah, I'm so curious. Yeah. Anyway, between this, yeah, and the recent South Park movies, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty... Pretty cool seeing uh, the Paramount Plus. Clearly, they're just letting people do what they want to do. They just did that QAnon Reno 911 movie, too. I still need to see that, but I heard mm -hmm. it was really good. Yeah. And I know we mention this anytime we talk about Beavis and Butthead, but if you haven't seen it, watch Beavis and Butthead Do America because it has aged quite gracefully and holds up extremely well. And Surprisingly. It's got, it's got the Red Hot Chili Peppers doing a cover of Love Roller Coaster. Mm -hmm. that, it is, that is one of the most shocking things that, like, a show that was so specifically 90s. And made it first of the fact that the movie was great when it came out. Was, like, and like the show is barely even like a narrative show. Like each episode had maybe like five minutes of actual plot in it. So it's like, how do you make a Beavis and Butthead movie? The movie came out and it was phenomenal, which was surprising on its own. But the fact that it has stood the test of time, yeah. to where it is still like as biting, funny, and like a lot of stuff from that time has not. No. Uh, so yeah, definitely watch that if you somehow have missed it. Uh, but we do have more news coming up for you in a second, uh, including some gaming news. Uh, it, we'll throw some NFT news in at the very end. No! The very end. People get so fucking mad about those NFTs. I know, but... The, I don't make them. It's the news that's happening. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is dominating. We apologize. But first, let's thank today's sponsor, Purple, whose goal is to make sure you're getting the best night's sleep possible. Now, these days, there are no shortage of gimmicks out there that promise a great night's sleep. I don't care what kind of toppers there are or how heavy a blanket may be. It is lipstick on a pig. <laughs> if you're sleeping on a terrible mattress, your sleep is going to be terrible. It is that simple. That's why we recommend sleeping on a purple mattress. That's because only purple has the Gel Flex Grid. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. The Gel Flex Grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips, no matter how you sleep. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, thanks to the GelFlex grid, purple mattresses bounce back as you move and shift. You'll never have that I'm stuck feeling that people get with memory foam. We've had their pillows for a long time now, and they quickly became the best pillow we've ever owned. I love it. And uh, wouldn't you know it, today they dropped off a mattress. And that is a heavy box. It is. It's a heavy box. Be, be ready for that box. It's, it doesn't look that big, but it's uh, heavy. You're going to need a friend to help you up with the box. But yeah. uh, I'm very excited to give it a go. Um, try your Purple Mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Uh, also, financing is available. Then getting a, night, a great night's sleep, it starts with having a great mattress. So get a Purple Mattress by going to purple.com slash newsdump and using that code newsdump. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That is purple.com slash newsdump, promo code newsdump for 10% off any order of $200 or more. All right, back to the news now with some... Good old-fashioned local American small-town hullabaloo, thanks to a Missouri commissioner who threw together the, the the county seal when they seemingly couldn't find anyone else for the job. He's like, I, I know my way around Photoshop. <laughs> or maybe it was GIMP. I don't know. It was probably, yeah. I got a cracked version of Photoshop version 6. This guy's CS5. De desktop definitely says, like, register what your Windows PC like in the corner. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is all in spite of the fact that this, this county commissioner, a 74-year-old man named Harold Gallagher, is no artist. And I don't believe he would, he, he'd be the first to admit that. 
Yeah. This is not his forte. Mm -hmm. But let's take a look at what he came up with for the St. Francis County uh, seal. Uh, this is located about 70 miles south of Kansas City. It's yeah. uh, a lot of people live there. Uh, this is a county seal, official county seal, government seal. We got to say, not bad. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's got everything. Um, probably could have used some notes, but yeah. You... <laughs> no, they, people saw this and they were like, perfect. Can Don't you, change a thing. Can you add it? Well, I, I was so yeah, it's got bald eagle, American flag, a shovel, a pickaxe, a literal map of the entire <laughs> county, and of course, a Bible alongside the Christian cross. Now you might pull out your pocket constitution and say, wait, 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 wait hold wait, on, hold on, wait a second. Yeah, but we do things a little differently <laughs> in the Midwest. But uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's all just copy and pasted images. None of it's original drawings or illustrations. And they're all just sort of smashed perfectly together inside a circle that proclaims the great seal of St. Francis County. I, you know what? It is a great seal. I like it. I my favorite part is I give that it my seal of approval. The, this guy was like, what represents the county? Well, I know. Nothing represents the county better than the county itself. I'm going to put the actual map of the county, the borders, showing off our beautiful county right there in the seal, just copy yeah. and paste it from a Google search. Have you seen the L.A.? I can't remember if it's L.A. County or the city of L.A. Anyway, it's fucking hideous. They need to do something about it. It looks... It, it, it's, a, it's, a similar, it's a similar thing where they had... Uh, yeah, cl clearly that they, they put no effort into this. They just sort of threw it together, and it's not really displayed anywhere, so you don't think about it, but if you look it up, it looks like dog shit. Yeah, the, uh, in a town full of, like, exceptional artists, you would yeah. think there would be something it's, better. Uh, it's shameful. Honestly. I do like that, like, Miami in recent years has fully embraced, like, the Miami Vice yeah. 80s neon style yeah. of, like logos they're just like we don't we pink we, and cyan we are here to fuck and sell nfts we yeah. are miami there's uh you know the county seal of miami there's a, a line of cocaine with a rolled up dollar bill yeah and a qr code there's a uh, a cuban sandwich yeah um and a qr code so you can own the seal Hulk Hogan's the bicep yeah uh anyways uh the seal, it works for its intended purpose, though we would like to see a little more separation of church and state. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> though we definitely would have loved to see this thing uh, converted to bronze or sculpted into something that would live forever on the podiums of that county Get or the, the on guy, all the buildings. The guy who did the Braveheart statue, have yeah. him do the official like 20-foot tall county seal. Exactly. But how did this happen and why now is it getting so much attention when it apparently has been this way for years? Uh, here's a local outlet, the Kansas City Star, with more. On Tuesday, the county emblem slapped together about four years ago by Harold Gallagher, slapped together. <laughs> the county's admittedly non-artistic county commissioner, became an internet joke when Gallagher, who calls his own work a piece of junk, said at a public meeting that it might be time for a do-over. Quote, I tell people I'm artistically declined. <laughs> Gallagher, 74, said to the Star Wednesday, I readily admit it's a poor design. It's just, it's just your typical Southern dad. Hey, what you got to do in there? <laughs> You guys ain't up to trouble, are you? Anyways, y'all have fun. And hey. if you're going to drink, you know, don't drive home. I'll take you home. And you kids know how to use Photoshop. <laughs> uh, the article <laughs> continues. The county, rather than using taxpayer money, is now asking for submissions. <laughs> Gallagher, a mechanical engineer by trade, concedes that the design is jumbled and busy. But if he had his way, he said he'd actually add something to the design. <laughs> okay. Quote, we're called the Parkland, he said. We are surrounded by wonderful parks. I would really like to have something on that seal to commemorate those parks. I would like to see that added to the other items on it. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I don't know what a good symbol would be for parks. Is that a hiker with a walking stick? Maybe it's a picnic table. 
Why not both? <laughs> People added their voices. I'm all for being frugal, said one Twitter user, but maybe St. Francis County should throw a couple hundred at a graphic artist and make a seal that doesn't look like it was made in two minutes using clip art and MS Paint. The St. Francis County seal is real, and it is a hot mess, said another. Still others found beauty in the beast. I'm a preservationist now, wrote one, <laughs> for the St. Francis County seal. <laughs> to be uh, fair, Gallagher never expected his seal to stick around as long as it has. The previous seal, which was barely less busy, he said, was designed by a high school student and only existed on fabric as needlework. Wow. He explained he came up with his design after getting a call on a Friday from a local organization that needed a copy of the county seal for a program. By Monday, he'd created his version. A whole weekend. Which he thought would be an inter interim <laughs> seal, a, a temporary thing. Yeah. I had to come up with something, Gallagher said. A local newspaper will soon run a contest asking for submissions. Boy, I cannot Needs wait to see. Needs more parks. Yeah. Like, if I could add one thing to it, it would be a hiker with a walking stick. This thing's going to look like that fucking $69 million Beeple by the time it's done. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to zoom in. And they see should get people to do it. Get people to do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's expensive, though. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we can't, cannot wait to see the submissions for this contest if they are ever published online. I might even submit one myself. Yeah, I think you should come up with one. Yeah. Maybe uh, Google and see what all the biggest landmarks in uh, this county are. And I think the, the biggest one is probably going to be this guy's garage where he created the seal of the town. Yeah. This is this is like a full-on Parks and Rec episode. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going to have the Bible, why not have actual St. Francis? Yeah. It should just be St. Francis. Yeah. Yeah. With a kneeling boy. Mm. Mm. Anyways, good luck to St. Francis County. Can't yes. wait to see what, uh, what comes out of Very this. Very excited. But let's move over to gaming news. Looks like Sony has finally announced a follow-up to its seemingly successful PlayStation VR. Oh, yeah, that and, thing. Uh, yeah, we're hoping that it can take the uh, the boost in performance that is provided by the new and still unattainable console and enhance the virtual reality experience for a whole lot more people. Now, here's what the company's vice president said about this new hardware earlier this week. PlayStation VR 2 takes VR gaming to a whole new level, enabling a greater sense of presence and allowing players to escape into game worlds like never before. With the headset on and controllers in hand, players will feel a heightened range of sensations unlike any other, thanks to the creativity of the game worlds being built by our world-class developers and the latest technology incorporated into the hardware. Building upon our innovations from PS5, PlayStation VR 2 adds a true next-gen experience with high-fidelity visuals, new sensory features, and enhanced tracking, along with a simplified single-cord setup. Hmm. And it sounds like they really are pushing some decent tech with this new headset. Uh, here's some further details from their press release. PSVR 2 offers 4K HDR, 110 degree field of view, and foveated rendering. I don't know what that is, but it sounds fancy. It's Corinthian leather. <laughs> with an OLED display, players can expect a display resolution of 2000 by 2040 per eye. Jesus. And smooth frame rates of 90 slash 120 hertz. Um, also, no need for a separate camera. All the tracking is done via the headset, and while still having to deal with a cord is a bit of a bummer. There's, yeah. there's a lot to look forward to here, which goes beyond what's currently available on the market. Uh, so PSVR 2 Sense technology combines eye tracking, headset feedback, 3D audio, and the innovative PSVR 2 Sense controller to create an incredibly deep feeling of immersion. Headset feedback is a new sensory feature that amplifies the sensations of in-game actions from the player. It's created by a single built-in motor with vibrations that add an intelligent tactile element, bringing players closer to the gameplay experience. For example, gamers can feel a character's elevated pulse during tense <laughs> modes, Yikes. the rush of objects passing close to the character's head, or the thrust of a vehicle as the character speeds forward. 
wonder if you get shot in the head. Just like, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Additionally, PS5's Tempest 3D audio tech makes sounds in the player's surroundings come alive, adding to this new level of immersion. Sounds cool. Uh, also, PlayStation, I believe, I don't know if it was the first iteration of the PlayStation controller for PlayStation 1, but they were the first or one of the to first. To have a built-in rumble? To have the rumble. I think it was the PS2. Okay. Yeah, but that was like pretty early on. Um, yeah. I think, and didn't N64 have a rumble pack that you could add onto yeah. it? Yeah. They, yeah. I think that was like technically the first one, right? PlayStation was the first ones to put it. Well, that's going to be interesting in having like, uh, yeah, because there's, uh, there's like that, the, there's like a cowboy shooter game. I think Super Hot would be like another one where it'd be interesting, where it's like having bullets just zoom right by you would be pretty scary. Also, Resident Evil in PlayStation VR with like the heartbeat thing. Terrifying. Yeah. The game's already too scary. Yeah. Anyways, we saved the NFT stuff for last, but we promise we're only covering this stuff when it is interesting or funny. And this news, it's it's kind of both. Uh, another huge digital art heist has happened. Why does this keep happening? And this time it cost the owner millions upon millions of dollars. Oh, jeez. Gone. All his apes. Gone. My apes. <laughs> they took my apes. Uh, yes, uh, it was not a happy new year for one NFT collector in particular, a man named Todd Kramer, whose digital art collection was hijacked and immediately relisted onto NFT marketplace OpenSea. Kramer watched helplessly as his fortune disappeared before turning to social media and begging for help, which of course resulted in widespread mockery of his situation. Blockchain says you don't own it anymore, buddy. Sorry. Uh, but uh, then OpenSea did something that is uh, pretty uncommon in the crypto space. They froze the sale of this man's apes. Hold on, I thought this was a decentralized thing. That's what uh, is weird and also upsetting crypto mm. people. Yeah. So yeah, this act drew a lot of criticism from proponents of crypto and NFTs. Uh, from an article about the heist from Vice, more than a few commentators pointed out that OpenSea's intervention here, and especially Kramer's pleas for a centralized response, seemed to go against a key tenet of the industry that often bumps up against usability. The idea that code is law, and once your tokens are in someone else's digital wallet, that's the end of the game. While OpenSea did not actually reverse the transaction on the blockchain, it did block the stolen NFT's sale on its own platform. And they add that Kramer himself was able to buy at least two of his NFTs back with the help of users who had unwittingly bought them from the scammer. Okay. Uh, anyway, you'd rightfully assume that this shouldn't be the case. Blockchain's supposed to be decentralized and shouldn't care about someone getting hacked. But looks like there are certain concessions that can and will be made if and when the incident creates enough of a publicity problem for whichever marketplace. Yeah, this guy owns an art gallery in Manhattan, and it's like, this was enough of a problem that OpenSea was like, look, we're, we're, we're trying yeah. to be mainstream here. Uh, so like, yeah, if you lost, uh, you know, one of your dickless donkeys or whatever the hell is popular now, they probably wouldn't help you. But uh, $2 million with the board apes. But I need my stolen apes back. <laughs> we got a PR. Where are my there. apes? Where are my apes? Now those apes are famous because they were involved in a big art heist. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, they're going to... This is a rumor. The rumor is that uh, Snoop Dogg is going to integrate his Bored Ape NFT somehow into the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, he probably will. God so damn. get ready for that. Bored Apes to the, the moon. On the field. That's Super Bowl. We're going to make it all... probably nothing. <laughs> Good morning. Fucking all. Shut up. Yeah. 
It's going to be, and guarantee you, like, it's going to be Matt Damon in a crypto commercial during, like, the halftime commercials and stuff, too. Matt Damon, did you lose money somewhere? What are you doing? Now he just wants a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, speaking of crypto marketplaces, the ultimate marketplace for all of your NFT needs has finally been announced, and it's literally perfect. GameStop is launching its own <laughs> NFT marketplace, yeah. causing the meme stock to once again skyrocket based just on this news. And we have to say again, if there is any company that's perfect for this type of business, it's probably GameStop, because literally, who the fuck cares? Yeah, uh, they are embracing all of this. Their business model is now just leaning into... Uh, this is the meme. Yeah, it is. It is uh, the asylum. The inmates running the asylum. Yeah, and I I love watching it from the sidelines. It is very entertaining. Yeah, here's more on this announcement from CNBC. GameStop shares jumped on Friday after news that the video game retailer is planning to create a marketplace for non fungible tokens or NFTs. The Wall Street Journal reported Thursday after the bill, GameStop's potential move into the NFT space. One source close to the situation confirmed the plans to CNBC, saying it has been in the works for months. GameStop also plans to establish cryptocurrency partnerships to create games and items for the marketplace, the source said. Yeah. Uh, GameStop is in a very unique position because a lot of these NFT projects are starting to add gaming utility behind the NFTs themselves, said Adam Hollander, an NFT investor and creator of the Hungry Wolves NFT collection. Adjective animal. <laughs> GameStop is well positioned, in my opinion, to be able to capitalize on that. They have hundreds of millions of people that play video games that at least recognize GameStop as a credible brand. The company has been quietly hiring talent in blockchain and crypto with more than two dozen members on the team now, the source said. And again, like this is this is a fascinating experiment. You have a company that was essentially bailed out by the internet uh, that is now seemingly being run by the internet mm -hmm. because the executives are like, "Look, why not? We were probably going out of business. We yeah. got thrown a life preserver. Yeah, let's just do whatever these people say." Is we're living on borrowed time here. Yeah, none of this makes sense. Yeah, let's just do what these uh, these freaks on the internet tell us to do. It, it is the like this this brand is going to be like like the first major brand run by the internet. And we got, I think it's probably going to head for disaster. But look, if it's successful, that'll be really funny too. Whatever. Yeah. Sell. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Sell the news. Sell. <laughs> uh, anyways, if you haven't seen it already, please watch our most recent uh, episode of Tech News Day right over here. Uh, it's. It's got NFT news, but it has a bunch of other stuff in it as well, including some updates from CES. Uh, and then uh, our first episode of the year, which we covered uh, Jake Paul, the redemption arc, and also uh, Joe Biden literally saying, let's go, Brandon, which uh, what a Christmas gift. Check out both of those. Subscribe to the channel, and we'll be back for some weird news real soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.